right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 125 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy it. If you do, please consider subscribing and sharing the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast to whomever you know that would be in the same position we are in trying to obtain a healthy lifestyle, and needing a little bit of encouragement. I'm not going to waste any time. I got a lot to talk about. Let's get into this. Journey updates. I am up 1.8 pounds this week. For the month of January, I am down a half a pound. Total loss since January 2019 is 155.4 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to the 175 milestone is 19.6 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to the 200-pound milestone is 44.6 pounds. Now, and just in case you're new here, I never make changes with one gain. I always wait for three gains in a row before I make a change to anything. Consistency is key in everything. And if you're making changes just because a result on a scale did not go your way, you may find that you're going to go out of your mind, running out of things to change really quick when you may not needed to change anything for any reason whatsoever. Now, for my consistency challenge, the week 10 was a success. And we are making no changes to week 11. The goal is still by Wednesday to have both Leslie Sansone workouts complete. And that way the rest of the week is available to get the last two outdoor walks in. So the last couple of weeks here, we've been talking about the word fail and what it truly means for your journey and how it is absolutely necessary to achieve the success you're looking for. And so today, I'm going to branch up even further, but I'm, I'm going to come off of the topic of the word fail. And we're going to get into a little things here because the last couple of weeks, I've gotten so many responses and such good text messages, emails, feedback, and all kinds of things about the last two episodes of how much people enjoyed them that and how motivated people are that, I could see a couple of things coming in your future here, especially if you're new. So when you 
introduce new things into your life and you decide, that's it, I'm doing this. There's a couple of things that happen in the universe. The old version of you seeks to sabotage anything you do. And the new version of you seeks to succeed at all costs. They are both absolutes, okay? If you can understand that. The willingness to succeed is an absolute because a lot of times that success side of us will only accept perfection. And then the sabotage side of us, the old version, the one that just wants to be comfortable and have everything just to be the way it was so you could be happy again, that version of you is the exact opposite and just wants everything to get back to the way it was because the old version of you loves to be comfortable and loves to have everything when they want, where they want, how they want, no matter what. And when you're demanding new things of yourselves, the it's uncomfortable and the, your old you doesn't like that. And even the people around you may not like that. It doesn't matter what they think. Stay with me here. What's going to happen here now is for all of you who are introducing new things, approaching things just a little bit differently, what's about to happen is a test of your will. It always happens. I've talked about this many times, Murphy's Law. In many past episodes, I have spoken about what happens when you decide to implement new things in your life, especially new things that are good for you. New things that are bad for you, I'm telling you, it doesn't really matter. Nothing happens. But when it comes to the new things that are good for you, the new things that are bad for you take much longer to present themselves as problems than the things that are good for you. A bunch of you have decided, that's it, I'm going to do things a different way. And you are fighting for your health. You're fighting for the successful version of you. You're taking a new mindset and you've gathered it all together and say, okay, listen, he did this this way. I can do some version of that and become successful myself. And Murphy's Law is going to be like, oh yeah, okay, go ahead, try it. And so Murphy's Law will cause circumstances to come into your life. And these circumstances have a chance to become obstacles. If they become obstacles, it's because of the choices you make. That's what we're going to talk about today in this episode. The accountability creed has a line. And that line goes, my circumstances are not obstacles. The creed, if you've been listening since the beginning, you noticed that the creed has kind of evolved. And it's like this evolution of a bunch of things that have happened. The creed ended, started off as an affirmation. And you could see the old version of the creed on my website. If you go to the rantingweightwatcher.com, you can download a PDF version of the original creed and now the accountability creed. And the one thing I could say about how it's evolved, it's evolved based on my experience. 
So it began as an affirmation demanding certain things change by declaring that it will. My circumstances are not obstacles. When we have a circumstance come up in our life, it is very important how we approach it. If we allow the stress of the situation to escalate, the situation could easily become an obstacle. Not all circumstances are instantly obstacles. Sometimes the way they are built up in our minds make them obstacles. What I want most for all of you is to realize if you're always centered emotionally, the circumstances can't become obstacles. They'll always be circumstances and they'll all be bullshit you have to deal with. Granted, that's going to happen no matter what. But the stress involved and how you handle the situation can turn the circumstance into an obstacle. What do you do right now? I want you to think about it right now. When things don't go as you plan, how do you approach them? What happens? Are you saying, oh, that's it. That didn't work out. Forget it. We can't do it at all. Or is it, well, how else can we do it? What can be changed so we can still do this? How do I have to adapt to make the situation work? All of you who have decided to do things differently, Murphy's Law is coming, if it hasn't already arrived. Murphy's Law is coming for you, and it's going to challenge everything you want to do. All of the motivation I gave you last week, if it hasn't already been challenged, it's going to be challenged. And I am here to prepare you for the fight. This is an internal struggle more than anything else. But if you're prepared, if I'm telling you this is coming, that what the circumstance is doesn't really matter. The fact that you know there is a circumstance coming will prepare you for something. And suddenly you'll see something goes wrong that interferes with your journey. And you'll say, hey, he said this was going to happen. Donato said this was going to happen. This is just the circumstance he was talking about. For every single one of you, that circumstance is going to be different. My goal is not to make one circumstance higher than another. It is to keep you even keeled no matter what the circumstance is. Because if you are on an even keel, you're going to make the best possible decisions in the situation. If you allow stress to influence you, you may not make the best decisions in the circumstance. We're going to talk more about this after the break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the Accountability Creed. 
nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And now it's time for random facts you didn't know you needed to know with the Ranting Weight Watcher. Today's random fact comes from our loyal listener, Kathleen. Hello, hello. I thought you and the listeners would find this super interesting. Enjoy, Kathleen. The human circulatory system is more than 60,000 miles long. What? Human hearts have a big job, moving oxygen and nutrients throughout our bodies, but as much credit as the heart gets, it doesn't get to work, it doesn't work alone. The adult human circulatory system includes arteries, veins, and capillaries in a network that is more than 60,000 miles long. In terms of distance, the blood vessels in our body are lengthy enough to circle the globe twice with a mileage to spare. What's more is 80% of that distance comes from just the capillaries, the smallest blood vessels that connect the veins and arteries. With each heartbeat, the circulatory system is a multifunctioning wonder, working simultaneously to oxygenate the blood and remove waste from our organs and transport 
hormones and nutrients to their necessary destinations. Meanwhile, the system also stabilizes our bodies by helping to fight off disease and regulate our body temperature. Not all living creatures have circulatory systems, and among those that do, they can look drastically different. Vertebrates, mammals, amphibians, reptiles, and birds have closed circulatory systems, meaning that blood is transported through the body, sealed with arteries and veins. Invertebrates, think snails, crabs, and octopuses, often have open systems with no veins where the blood flows freely throughout the entire body cavity and is directly absorbed by the organs and some animals such as jellyfish anemones and corals have no blood or circulatory systems at all instead relying on the water they that they live in to supply the oxygen and nutrients that they need Thank you so much, Kathleen, for that. If you guys are wondering why I read that, this is because I have a fear of reading aloud, and I asked my listeners to help me overcome this fear. This is the only part of the podcast that is not edited. It is not. It is recorded at the moment, and there's zero editing involved. If you want to contribute, you just got to email the show. The ranting weight watcher at gmail.com. In that subject line, put interesting fact, random fact, fun fact, whatever you want to do. I only ask one thing keep it clean, nothing dirty. And this way, we have a family friendly environment and nobody has to worry about anything, even though my tongue gets the best of me at the best of times. <laughs> Again, if you want to contribute, the ranting weight watcher at gmail.com. So let's get back to the show. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So in the beginning of this episode, we recapped the last two episodes. And then I wanted to talk specifically to a certain group of people that I know, however those last two weeks have made them feel, they have new eyes on their journey. They are deciding to make some new choices that they would not have made otherwise. They are re-engaged. They are all for not giving up on themselves and trying something new, thinking a way they never thought before, and going forward in their journey for the first time, some of them. And I told you that when you make these good choices... When these things happen in your life, that Murphy's Law comes into effect. When you make bad choices in your life, they take much longer to manifest. Like I told you guys, on my second climb to 400, that climb took 15 years of my life. That's a third of my life. 15 years making a bunch of crap decisions that brought me back to 400 and undid an entire surgery that put me in a good position to really succeed. That's the difference. When you decide to make a good choice in the name of good health, Murphy's Law shows up much quicker as your consequence for your actions 
than when karma shows up as the, the result of your bad choices. Everything I've experienced in some way, shape, or form is part of the accountability creed. And I told you about the line that starts, my circumstances are not obstacles. Because I see solutions instead of problems. As I dealt with life of the journey, things always came up. Circumstances always came in front of me. And I noticed that the true growth happened in the moments where things were uncomfortable. So many people say, oh, I got to work on my mindset. I got to work on my mindset. They actually have no idea what it is to work on your mindset. You can listen to all the motivational speakers in the world. You can spend 8, 9, 10, 12 hours a day listening to motivational speakers. You could read all of the self-help books you want. You can listen to all of the uh, podcasts you want. You can watch all of the documentaries you want. None of these matter. What matters is what your actions are when your circumstances present themselves. Are you in fight mode or are you in flight mode? Do you say, I just got to get out of here? Or I just got to get through this? Which one? Because when you're staring at a circumstance, it can easily become an obstacle depending on, depending on how you look at it. Because I see solutions instead of problems. When you have a circumstance, I want you to think about it. How do you react? Do you become so obsessed with the circumstance that it becomes an even bigger problem? Or do you concentrate on the solution and get through it? Because circumstances, they're not going anywhere. I don't care what you do for yourself. If you decide never to do anything healthy for yourself ever again, you'll have circumstances. If you decide to do everything right for yourself every day for the rest of your life, you'll have circumstances. Either way, the one thing you can depend on is that you will have circumstances. What you do in those circumstances will dictate how quickly your mindset grows. Because the difficult decisions in these moments, the uncomfortable ones, those are the ones that cause your mindset to grow. Every time you make the hard choice, every time you make the disciplined choice, every single time you choose to do what's uncomfortable, your mindset grows. No self-help book, no documentary, no podcast, none of it.
motivational speaker, they're good for nothing. If you don't put action when it's most important. Seeing the solution instead of the problem. On Sunday, I was walking in the morning. I came around a bend in the road and I felt this shock of pain start in the mid, my lower back and go right down my right leg. And I was like, oh, what the hell was that? And just as quickly as it came, it was gone. I just thought, hmm, that was weird. I went through the rest of my walk. That was in the very beginning of my walk. I went through the rest of my walk, didn't think anything of it, didn't feel any more pain, nothing. I came home and I sat down, drank my 80 ounces of water like I do every morning, and went on to my cup of coffee and my first breakfast. When I got up to go to the table to have that breakfast, I noticed having spent that time on the couch, when I went to stand up, that pain had returned. It was not comfortable. I was like, oh, what is this? What, what is going on here? I had a limp. Still, just went through the motions. As the day went on, progressively I got worse. Sitting in the, on the couch, I felt the pain the whole time. Sitting, standing, walking, I felt the pain. The worst was when, it, when I was walking. The pain was so weird. I had never felt anything like it. It started from where the leg begins and the butt ends in the back of the leg. And it went down the leg. I wasn't sure, but I assumed it come, came from my back just based on what happened during the walk. In talking to my wife about it, I just, you know, we kind of, hey, it's got to be maybe it's sciatica kind of a thing. I don't have it. I've never been diagnosed with sciatica. But everything I'd said of what I was feeling pointed to sciatica. I see solutions instead of problems. That night I was ready to go to the ER. Because it hurt that much. I was holding on to furniture just to get to one part of the house to the other. I, could, I was hobbling all over the place. And I said, I'm just going to take anti-inflammatories and see how I feel in the morning. And if I still feel this badly, I'm going to go to the urgent care. I'm not going to go to the ER tonight and spend hours and hours and hours waiting. So I took some anti-inflammatories. I went to sleep, woke up the next morning, still in pain. A little better, but not, not tremendously better. I was still limping. I still couldn't, having a hard time getting around. I see solutions instead of problems. Just decided to do a search, what to do for a sciatic pain. I end up finding a video on YouTube. Sciatic stretches. It was only eight minutes long. 
the video. I watched it first, and then I did it. Well, when I watched it, the man recommended each exercise he showed to do each one three times for 20 seconds. And then if the pain was severe enough to do this three, this video three times a day. And he also says at the end of the video, if you're feeling the pain at the bottom of your leg, and as you do the exercises, the pain feels like it's traveling upward when you're making these different exercises, the fact that the pain is going up your leg means you're making the correction. Keep doing it. But don't do these stretches so that it hurts. Do it so that you can feel a stretch and feel comfortable. Okay, fine. No problem. I did the eight-minute video. I did every stretch exercise in that video. He had a stretch-out strap. I also had a stretch-out strap. I used it in the, from the video to help me. I finished the video, and I, look, I wasn't 100% by any means, but no longer was I holding on to furniture just to get from one part of the house to the other. I was walking almost normally. Still had a limp, still had pain, but nowhere near where I was. And I was like, oh my God, this, this video is fantastic. I end up saving it so that I could always go back to it. And each time I did it, I felt better and better. By the end of the day, I was walking around normally again, and I had so very little pain. Now, let's take the opposite route for a second. What if I went to the ER? What would the ER doctor have told me? Ice take these meds, some anti-inflammatories, and just wait, relax, rest. And how many, how, much, how many days could it have taken? How, many, how much time could I have sat sitting on the couch? I couldn't even sit. I was laying down in order to feel comfortable. So how much time would I have spent on the couch unable to exercise had I not decided to do the video? Now, this video wasn't strenuous. It was just pull your leg, feel a stretch, do it for 20 seconds. Nothing crazy. That's what I did. How we make our choices in these moments could turn a circumstance into an obstacle. Had I gone the other way and I couldn't exercise, what other problems could have arose? There was another time where I injured myself. My mother was moving to Florida and I was trying to help her find a condo. I was trying to be, have her be in the position to narrow. I would have it so narrowed that she would have like five or six condos to look at once she got here and maybe make a choice of the five that I had narrowed it all down to. And if she didn't like any of the five, then fine, we would keep going. In the process... I was going on these trips with the um, with the real estate agent. And there was one point where we were starting the day and I didn't notice, but there was some uneven pavement. There was a pothole. I'm not sure. But I turned my ankle 
in the uneven pavement and I sprained it. I end up walking the rest of the time. That was at the very beginning of the trip that day. Whatever, however many condos we had to look at. It was at the very beginning. And I walked on the sprain and dealt with it. It got painful, more painful, more painful as the time went on. By the time I came home, I was in so much pain, I couldn't go anywhere. Just popped some anti-inflammatories and sat down. Wrapped with ice, whatever I had to do. I knew I couldn't exercise the next day. And for the day after that, as a matter of fact, there was a, a few days where I couldn't do anything at all. Because had I, had I been able to cancel the rest of those trips and, and just not walk on it, go straight home, maybe I wouldn't have been so bad. Maybe I would have been okay after a couple of days. But that ended up being like, I want to say a week or more of me not being able to exercise. But there was a time in the beginning of my journey where I had made certain moves. See, everybody on Weight Watchers has what's called a healthy eating zone. And whatever your daily point is, like minus 33, right? There's a certain amount of points below that and a certain amount of points above that number. That makes your healthy eating zone. And there was a time in my life where I had 54. And the low end of my healthy eating zone was 44. So... I decided because I had said to myself, I'm too big to exercise at this point in my journey. So on purpose, I reduced my daily point intake by 10 points and decided to stay on the low end because I wasn't doing any kind of activity. I said I would stay to the low end and that's fine if, if that's what I didn't. If I didn't want to do any activity, that was the deal I made with myself. So here I found myself, however many years later, looking back at that time, that time where I had decided I would not be able to exercise, but I stayed on the low end, I had lost my first 50 pounds doing that. No exercise. Eating the right foods and staying 10 points lower than my daily appointment, a point allotment. Now, I had a lot more weight to lose than most people. So that could have been helping me. I'm not sure that anyone with like 10 or 15 pounds to lose can just drop 10 points from the daily total and say, oh, this is what I'm going to do. You may have an adverse effect. I had over 100 pounds to lose. Over, I wanted to lose 200 pounds. That was my goal. So I was in a very different position. But every single one of us has a healthy eating zone. And if we find ourselves in a situation that says we cannot move because we're injured, we can stay to the low end of whatever our healthy eating zone is. There's a section of your app that shows you that zone. And whether it's 10 below your daily and 8 or 9 above, I'm not sure how it goes off the top of my head. But it's in the app. You can look, at, look it up. It shows you the zone. And you can make these decisions because that is a tool just the same. 
And so here I am years later, injured and unable to do any exercise. So I went right back to it. Low end of the healthy eating zone because I knew I couldn't exercise with a sprained ankle. And I weathered that storm because I see solutions instead of problems. That's what I want you to realize. That's what I want you to see. I want you to see the solution when you're in the middle of all of your problems. And the only way you can see the solution when you're in the middle of all your problems is if you stay emotionally centered. So here's the thing. When any of these circumstances finally arise, if they haven't already come, you need to recognize one thing about yourself. And that one thing is, you already have all of the tools necessary to deal with whatever bad thing, whatever circumstance, whatever stress comes in your life. And here's the real answer. The real truth here is food solves only one problem. It solves starvation. And if you're listening to my voice right now, let's be real here for a minute. You are not starving. So let's Deal with whatever really is going on because food is not going to fix it. Food is going to make it worse. And that's the real truth. And if you have all the tools necessary and I'm telling you I believe in you and I know you can do it, it's time for you to start believing in yourself. For you to really think, how can I do this? What is around me? What tools do I have that will help this problem without food? For once in your life, you need to stop doing things the way you've always done them. You have to do them completely different in order to get different results. Because if you keep doing things the way you've always done them, you will always get the same results. It's time to break the cycles. That's what I'm here for. I am the breaker of chains. All of the things that have been holding you back your entire life, I'm here to destroy them because you are the only thing in your own way. And if you can get out of your own way, you can accomplish anything, anything. Whatever is required in your life to deal with whatever circumstance, you have what it takes. You always did, you always will. You have to choose what tools you will use to do whatever you need to do. each and every one of you. God bless you all.